All right, we are back here at the, on the tip of the tire podcast, and it's been a little while. We have uh, been a little busy, and the Leafs have—I uh, don't know—it's been—it's been in. I—I I don't know what to make of this last few uh, few weeks with the Leafs. It's—I—I I don't know either. It's sort of just that middle of the year where who really cares. <laughs> well, it's we that, care. It's like the Christmas break, and it's like just, just get me to April at this point. There were only well, the first two months were fun, and Babcock got fired. But like, I, I don't care. This is something I will say. Uh, the there were only out of this the four game road trip that they just had. There are only two games that I really cared to watch: the Vancouver one and the Edmonton one. And you know what I love more than anything? Beating them Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, it's kind of like... Uh, it, it's kind of like the death taxes the Leafs speed up on the Oilers. They've won, what, eight in a row? Yeah, they must have. Uh, they've, yeah, I think it was like eight of nine they've beaten the Oilers or something like that. Um, it's... It, it's just interesting because you know we we hear about oh which uh, which Canadian team will be the next one to win the cup, which one will break the drought? Oh, which uh, which stars would you rather have? My favorite though, my favorite this time around because the Canucks media have uh, embraced the youth oh, movement. Just full on little man syndrome in Vancouver. Holy hell! And there's a couple of things from that. So the the question that it was kind of uh, penciled in this week was. Which which uh, core would you rather have, the Canucks core or the Leafs core? Uh, I mean, I it's pretty. They got a pretty good, pretty good, uh, solid stable of players. But I mean, still, have... I'd still the, the Leafs just have more. Yeah, like the there's William, what there's like there's seven? like four, there's like four really good players on Vancouver. I guess you can add J T. Miller to that, and then the Leafs have like six. Oh, I mean, for sure. And most of like the thing is like most of the Canucks core, other than Besser, Patterson, and Hughes, have not been drafted by the team, right? Like J.T. Miller was not a draft pick. Furlan, who I don't really consider a core guy because he he hasn't really played. He was he was yeah. Assigned. Is he gonna have to retire? By the way, man, he's he's been through a rough time. Two concussions already this year, or. I don't know if they've diagnosed this one as a concussion, but this is this is not good for him. No, you hate to see it because this is a guy that Jake we wanted the Leafs to look at. Yeah, I did. I, I liked his game. It's, he's a pretty effective player, and I mean, especially with like head injuries too. That's just that you gotta hope for their like long term health. Yeah, so I think they're I think they're taking the cautious approach when it comes to his health. Um, but I and you know what the funny thing was I'm gonna try to find the quote because I think when we when we talk about the popularity of the Leafs around the league and you know people they kind of get are like sick and tired of hearing about the Leafs all the time and like y- you hear Canucks even even the media out there in Vancouver were kind of kind of trying to give a little shot but the, the, this is uh. Here, here's what uh, Kerfoot said, because I think that he sums up 
kind of the feeling of a lot of people when it comes to like the popularity the Leafs have. So Kerfoot, who we know is a Vancouver native, I was a Canucks fan, but I was never one of those guys that just hated the Leafs. A lot of people <laughs> are just jealous the Leafs get more attention. And I'm just like, the fact that he can openly say that, I think says a lot about what other people kind of refuse to admit. We understand that the Leafs get maybe overhyped at times, but there's a reason for it. Like, I, I, I don't understand where people, you know, I, I see it all the time on, on Twitter. Oh, why did the Leafs get so much attention? They're trash. They haven't won a cup in forever. It's, we we don't conjure up all this hype. It's the, it's the mass, considering how massive the fan base, we literally take over the West, like the, all the arenas in Western Canada when we go there. And the only city that doesn't have a problem with it, funny enough, is Calgary. Yeah, I, I don't mind Calgary. They don't bitch and complain about everything. Yeah, and they don't complain about other teams. Like, they probably complain about the Oilers because that's a legit rivalry there. But other than that, you don't you don't hear uh, the Flames fans rag on Leafs fans because they it's just not their style. I, I, there's no little man syndrome when it comes to that. I don't like using that word, but it's kind of how – I base That's literally how the rest of Canada, Calgary aside, looks at the Leafs. Um, we talked about this in our chat. Calgary is the only Canadian. Uh, yeah, Calgary and no, just Calgary. I'm trying yeah. to think of the benefit of the doubt for other franchises, but they all have definitely not Winnipeg, definitely not Montreal, definitely. I mean, Ottawa is just certainly the... not Edmonton or Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, Ottawa is just not big enough to really. Montreal fans have kind of become irrelevant in that conversation because they're just, oh, 13 cups, 67, you suck. It's like, okay. I've sure. I've I've never really even thought of Montreal as like a rival. No. It hasn't. It, I, I, I don't anymore. I, I don't know. Buffalo's a bigger rival than Montreal to me. Uh, it's, yeah, probably. What, did we start playing meaningful hockey against Montreal a year ago? Not even. It's yeah, not even, even done that. The games haven't been that high stakes. It's just because no. it's Montreal, Toronto, and both teams don't blow. And let's just say Montreal hasn't really played many meaningful games. Like that, right yeah. now, they're they're probably this is probably the closest they'll be in a long time in terms of playing some really meaningful. Like last year, they were on the bubble and then they faltered. This they year, need to stop trying to convince themselves that playing a natural winger as your number one center is the best way to win. Yeah, um, I, I they'll also, be fine, and they they shouldn't have pushed Kotkaniemi up so early. They should have given him a year in Finland. Nope. Uh, and the funny part is, Mark Bergman says, "I'm not going to make a trade to mortgage the future." And I'm like, "Well, Mark Bergman's going to trade for eight fourth liners like he did a couple of years yeah. ago." The, the best is like, "Well, you're mortgaging your future by playing a guy like Kotkaniemi when he shouldn't be playing." And put him in Lavelle. Do something other than what you're doing because he's got like ten points, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he's. I, I always thought that trade was not I, I mean sorry, that pick was not the right pick for them and Oh it's it's like yeah, in hindsight, I mean he was the most hyped center going in. I even thought Barrett Hayden getting drafted so high was a bit of a reach, but that's uh the way she goes, unfortunately, but like I don't want to get off of Montreal was that, too much. Was that twenty seventeen? Uh, yeah, eighteen. 
That was the uh, the Delian drop. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, but I mean, it's I don't think it has anything to do with the pick itself. I think it's that you forced an eighteen-year-old. It's like the it's like the Oilers thing all over again. You force an eighteen-year-old into the lineup because you have a need that's you're so desperate to fill. Yeah, and you're seeing what's going on with it. So hopefully he gets back onto it because he's. I mean, he got dumped on his head a couple weeks ago and he got concussed. So. He just he shouldn't be up here right now. He should be playing in the A until he gets some confidence. Yeah, they could have had. So I'm just. I, I remember we talked about this. Like they could have had guys like Kachuk. I, I think we we discussed this actually exactly this conversation in the group chat. They could have had guys like Kachuk, Hughes. Um, let's go down the list here. Sorry, I gotta scroll. Um, Barrett Hayden. They could have had who was a is a two way center. And he has a better build, honestly. He's built out a little more. Like, they could have gone for those guys, but they, they drafted for need. And I, I feel like that's not the way you should go. That's drafting how, for, that's how drafting you... for need is fine as long as you're not, no, it's not reaching fine. as bad as they are. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's passable. Just, just take unless... the best player available. Like Yeah, but if you're trying to get a center, but the next, like, the best center, you're picking at three, as they were. The best center ranked wasn't until eleven, so, so don't reach just to fill a need. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. If there's a guy that was ranked like seven or eight, then okay, fine. It's weird, but whatever. You can get away with it. But they took a guy that was ranked like fifteenth, like barely a lottery pick, as the third overall pick because they needed a guy, and he was the most hyped. Anyhow, um, yeah. So that's that completes that interesting time in Leafland though, because. Okay, so they go three and zero on three zero and one on that road trip. Uh, sorry, three one and zero. What three zero and one? Three one and zero on that road trip. I felt like the Calgary game. It could have easily been a four and zero road trip. Um, yep. What stuck out to you mostly about that road trip for me, Anderson? I'm I'm worried that he's getting ro- like he's he's getting a lot of work. That he should have had one game off in in that road trip. But I understand also that pointer. If if you if he's rolling, you play him. But I also feel like if he makes forty saves and then you're throwing him back out after you travel, I understand you can't trust Hutchinson, but you also need yeah. to think long term about Freddie. That's that's their issue. Is they, it's you can't put Hutch in the net, and you know. The stuff's coming about of the Russian goalie today about him wanting to grab him. Great, he's not coming over till next year, so it's that same thing again. If Freddie gets injured, the Leafs are screwed. Yeah, that's like a lot of teams, though. It's the yeah, same. It's, it's not a Leafs only problem, but Michael Hutchinson has proven that he can't keep more than four pucks or less than four pucks out of his net in a game, which is worrisome. And that's why they don't play him. But Freddie, I mean, as soon as he said he wanted to uh, uh, play, what should we call it? As soon as Hutchinson was supposed to play on the back-to-back, Freddie asked him to put in. That's pretty much it. It's Freddie's world now. Um, yeah, I, I, that and we had we heard that rumor today about uh, we'll get Jack back in the conversation that he was he was moving out of the frame, um, but. That that's why the goaltending rumor today about how do you say his name again? I don't even 
I don't even remember his name. It's something extremely Russian. <laughs> it is Timur Bilyalov. Yep. Jake, you, you gave it a good try. Jake, do you know how to say this Russian goalie the Leafs are interested in? Oh, the in? Russian goalie's name? It's Timur Bilyalov. I guarantee once you hear it, it's going to be like so easy to pronounce. Oh, Timur yes. Bilya, Bilyalov? Yeah, that, that sounds better Bil- than Bilyalov? Mine. Jake, you're, <laughs> clearly, yeah, that's a little better than my attempt. Timur Bilyalov. So, I was oh, looking. Okay, let's calm down here. Okay, Jake. Mr. Yeah. I can say yeah. Russian names. Losers. Don't know Timur Bilyalov, man. Mr. Lingual man. He's gonna he's gonna come to like he's gonna as soon as he comes to the NHL and we hear it, we're all gonna be so wrong on this one. But Yeah, it's gonna be like Timush or something like that. Like something ridiculous. Yeah. Well what's Not ridiculous, also, but just what's also ridiculous is his numbers. Um like this guy yeah. is putting up like he, he it's not just like you know nine twenty four. It's like in the nine thirties, nine forties, even nine sixties, which I, you don't. See I think he's got like a one one goals against. I thought I read it. Yeah, sixteen games. He's got a one ten goals against and a nine fifty save percentage. <laughs> so, so that's oh not God. just that's not just four games where he's just gotten he's been on a heater. That's sixteen games. So my kind of worry about sometimes with Russian players is like, oh, you know, this guy's probably like a late 20s guy just looking for one last chance to go to the NHL. Like, kind of like Koskinen, he's an older guy. This guy's 24. Yeah. He's 24. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite young. Quite young for a goalie to be that good at the professional level. Like, how, how old are the, like, top Russian goalie prospects that Rangers. are... On the Rangers? Uh, yeah, they got to be, like, pretty close to that. Like, how, sure old, how old is Samsonov? I believe 23. How old Samsonov? He's 22? 21 or 22. He's 22. Yeah. He's about to turn 23. And so Sorokin's about 23 or 24. Yeah, so, I mean, he's pretty – Sorokin's 24, same age. And uh, Shestjorkin, the Rangers pick, is 23, yeah. about to turn 24. So these – like, pretty much all the same. Yeah, I mean, again, I think this is the best part about the Leafs just mining Russian players is – Pretty much, they are the go-to spot for these guys. Because yeah. I, I mean, we were just talking about this. Our favorite agent, Dan Milstein, he has a pretty, <laughs> pretty good rapport with the Leafs. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of his clients have gone with the Leafs. I mean, even though the some of them have worked to uh, varying degrees, I think he's been, you know, pretty happy, especially with that, you know, Zaitsev contract, which now I'm very happy we signed because it just gives you good rapport with agents and. Nowadays, it's so important, especially with the debacle we've seen in the past past couple months with um, the jackass that's Marner's agent. <laughs> Darren! Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, about, uh, I'm not even going to say, about Timur, I'm just going to use the first name. He's 174 pounds, 5 foot 10. He He's five ten. He's 5 foot 10. That's the one problem. Yeah, it's pretty small, huh? So... I was okay. How does a big guy, especially if in the was, Olympics, if he was six four, he wouldn't be a free agent right now. Let's be fair. No, no, he probably. That's the thing. I think this is a case where a goalie gets overlooked because of his size. Um, I, mm, is nope. he's like? Isn't uh, Johnny Burns pretty pretty similar size? Wow, yeah, he is five ten. That is very small. 
Well, apparently, like, the big thing about him is positioning, right? Because if you're a smaller goalie and you're not... Yeah, you better have good freaking positioning. It's not like you're cutting down angles. No, so I'm... Uh, I'm cu- I, I, This is curious, just because I'm, I'm writing about this, too. It's like, okay, Joseph Wool, this is his first professional season. You want your goalies to typically get a couple years in the minors before you even think about giving them NHL games. Uh, Ian Scott has not played a game this year because of an injury. I don't even remember what the injury was. Is a broken it's hand? Something lower body, it's a groin or something. He heard it in preseason or in training camp, right? Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember exactly. They didn't. I don't think they really announced what the injury was. And like, other than Casimir Kaskasuo or Kasuo, I don't know how. They Kaskasui, as O Dog likes to call him. <laughs> I, I I don't know what the what. <laughs> the Leafs' plan is next year when it comes to the backup. And I guess this is why this rumor came out. Because I, I like I think this is this year has shown you have to get a backup. You have like Freddie is making five million dollars. You should be able to afford a when I think about how much teams are allocating to goaltending, as a as a club, the Leafs should technically be able to invest at least a million into a decent goalie. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm I don't think I'm the only one that thinks Kaskasuo should get another shot before the end of the year. I think if Hutchison plays this week because they have another back to back, if he falters, uh, how can you continue to give him chances? This is not as I, as I like to call it the Goodwill team. You need you need your backup goalie to show he can make a say, like be good. Yeah, so I I think uh... I think yeah you definitely try to exhaust all internal options before you go out and try to trade or pick up someone off waivers. But teams are and and I think this is something I think people need to realize and people like oh go get Casey DeSmith go get Tristan Jari. First off, Tristan Jari is not going anywhere. The guy has been unreal for Pittsburgh. Teams aren't just gonna give away players to solve your problems. I think Jake has been. I don't know about this. Like, what team wants to look at Lisa? and say, oh, you need a goalie? Yeah, we can help you. No. It's like, you want it? You got to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, they'll say, they'll say, yeah, we can help you. Uh, just give us uh, one of your young forwards. Yeah. It's, or you're not getting bailed out by somebody putting a solid backup goalie on waivers like they did with McElhinney. It's just not happening. The th- and the thing that, like, uh, annoys me is, I mean, I, I've i said this, beat this drum for a while. Like, Dubas, for all the things he's done, has done a horrible job with the backup thing. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, he had he had one option with uh, Neuverth and didn't have a backup, and it clearly failed. But, like, some of the excuse-making and, like, blaming and stuff like that, is there one legitimate backup goalie that was signed in the offseason that's done well? Like... The Canadians, who have a bunch of cap space, paid up a lot of money for uh, Keith Kincaid. He got waived. <laughs> um, Curtis McElhinney's been horrible. For Tampa, yeah. Like, a bunch of backup goalies have kind of stunk. Yeah, Mac- McElhinney was always, like, <laughs> he plays like a road hockey. He plays like yeah. a road hockey goalie. He just made the stop some of the, like, the majority of the time. But you he look, was he was swimming at, a lot of the time. You look at him and you're just like, oh my god, he could allow seven tonight, the or he could shut out. The difference between him and Garrett Sparks was not 
that big in play, in my opinion. They I both swam in the crease. I think he's more of a battler. Uh, yeah. Accolini. Um Like Sparks, I just never felt like Sparks had any confidence. He just seems like a guy that has no confidence in himself. That 9.30 season in the AHL, it was like, I think I've heard people say as well that he he made all those crazy saves, like the one with his bare hand, but he had to make those saves because he was out of position. And he was just diving back to make a save. It wasn't because he had no other choice. So it's one of those things. You're just you're swimming in the crease, and McElhinney made those saves. Sparks didn't. And, well, on to Hutch. Like I'm trying to, I'm gonna, I'm trying to look here and see if I can filter through the goalies here. I'm just trying to look at backups. Like, hey, Tristan Jari, probably good. Pavel Frankus, I think that's how you say it, the guy for Colorado, he's been good. Um, Georgiev has been good for the Rangers. Halak, Halak's being They're... paid as a one B. He's not being paid as a backup. That's the team I'm looking at if I'm looking for a goalie is New York. What the hell are they going to do with that goalie situation? Yeah, Gorgiev Because they're not trading Hank. Well, Gorgiev is a... He's a free agent at the end of the year. That's what I'm saying, is they're going to... They're going to ride Hank until he retires, and then Seth Storkin's going to come in. Yeah. um, Gorgiev. Yeah, like... I'm looking at backups here. There, There haven't been many good... All right. Screw it. Sign Jonas Gustafson. Oh, God. Yeah, like, Curtis Mac. Oh, wolf. Curtis Mackley, 898 save percentage. I thought we had a bad. He's got like a 3-6 goals against, doesn't I mean, he? Yeah, 3.6. I mean, what does Hutchinson have? Doesn't he have an 8-7? Eight, 8-7-6, seven? Eight, seven, <laughs> He's, He's awful. He's awful, but we're splitting hairs. That That's the thing. Uh, like, I'm trying to think. Like, even just look at it. Like, there's probably, what, like, been four good backup goalies in the entire league? I'm, like, Tristan Jerry. I got uh, him right here. Arizona. Arizona's backup, whichever one it is, because I know they split. Well, Ronta uh, is the backup now, because Kemper's been unbelievable. So, Ronta's been – so, it's been – let's just go through it. Halak has been amazing. Yeah. Frank Frank Coos has been amazing. Yeah. But he might just be the starter for Colorado at this point. Well, I think uh, Grubauer's back, so – Tristan that's... Jari, but he might be the starter at this point. Yeah, I think he is. I think um, Thomas Grice, they kind of split, so that's four. Uh, Hudobin and Samsonov. And maybe – yeah, that's it. Well, Georgia has been good, sixth. too. Has he though? Nine twenty three save percentage and a two six nine goals against. Okay, all right. Then there's 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 seven. Yeah. And, and maybe 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 Mrazek's been pretty good, and that's about it. Well, Mar- I just go ahead. Austin. Realized <laughs> the one year I'm just remembering that the Leafs had the year that the Marlies won the Calder. They obviously had Sparks and they had uh, Pickard, and then we had McElhinney in the NHL. But then they also sent Alex Daylock home. Because you remember he had that shutout game yeah. against the Leafs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been all right. He's got a 9 0 Yeah, I was trying to think of who's been playing since Dubnik's been injured. And it's been Staylock. Staylock right. they and, did have, and the... They did have Staylock. That's they, pretty yeah, annoying. They, they told him to go home, and so he... I think he asked for his release. They had also this guy, Kakonen. Kakonen. Oh, yeah. Kapo Kakonen. He's not been... to be confused with Kapo Kako. No, not at all. What team is he on? Mini. Minnesota. He's um, on Minnesota? 
Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I think he asked for is a rookie. He the third, is he the third goalie well. or something? Yeah, because uh, Dubnik's injured, so he's he was brought up to back up Stalock, and I think Stalock. Oh yeah. They they like gave they're like giving these two young goalies a chance. There was another yeah. one that started for them yesterday. Oh. Uh, another goalie that uh, oh Chris uh, the guy for Florida that was that backed up uh, Chris Dreger. Dreger or something, yeah. Dre- he's, the top, he's the top stats-wise goalie in the A. Yeah, he's got like a nine-three. He he played uh, two. He had two starts, point nine four two save percent. I mean, it's two starts. It's not enough of a sample size, but um, I think he won one of them in a shootout. I think he well one of the he he did he like he shut out in his debut. I think. That's, um, and like right now the percent. the Habs are going with Caden Primo. Um, who, who I told you, Renaud Lavoie said he was the best goalie at 20 years old a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. He was better than Carter Hart, even though Carter Hart that's, was a full-time starter, a, and he was an, still in the CHL. That's an idiotic comment. Ren says a lot of very smart things. But that <laughs> well, all I'm going to say is um, the Leafs definitely need to make that a priority. Even... I, I this year for sure, next year, like do whatever. Yeah, but who can. who who are they going to get? I think the only one who they could get realistically is um, Gorgiev. Yeah. But I don't see any reason who, why the Rangers. Agent? He's Russian. I don't even know if he is Russian. Is, is he? I feel like he might be like Slovakian or something like that. Oh, oh, he might be. Belarus. He's Bulgarian or Belarus, Bulgaria, Belarus, BGR. I'm guessing. Uh, BGR is usually uh, Bulgarian. Yeah. Wow, huh. he's 178 pounds. Yeah, he's not that big. But he made like 45 saves that one game against the Leafs. Yeah, Bulgaria. I've never heard of that. Never. I. He's got to be the only NHL player in history to come from Bulgaria. <laughs> one of them. It's like uh, Dinah Zuber is from Lithuania. It's not a lot of Lithuanian hockey players. No, I've never heard of that. Yeah, and, and, and Jorga has been getting a lot of work for the Rangers lately. So, like, they're clearly... He's actually, basically been their starter. I think they're And they're shocking. almost in the playoffs, so that's not going to happen. No? Well, I, I mean, maybe you could get Casey to Smith. That, that, um, that seems like... That's, pro- that's probably the only realistic one. I'd take to Smith at this point. <laughs> I mean, so would I. I'd, I'd, take I'd, take, I'd take a goddamn shooter tutor, but that's not saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not. Um, yeah. So moving on from the backup goalie situation, uh, John Tavares, I think, is low-key been low-key uh, unbelievable. Against Vancouver, he was on a mission. He um, looks he looks absolutely dominant. I think having Marner back really helps too. I mean, like of a, course, it's a no-brainer scenario. But like, you see him everywhere. Like you see him in all situations. Just like with the puck. He's he's making guys look silly with the chances he's getting. He he he's come. He's really let's just say he's acted like a captain lately. But acting like the he's been the least best player. I it's also the system just fits him better. His game. It's not end to end like he used to be with Babcock, where they don't reset the puck and do all this stuff that allows him to. He's not the fastest skater, so he's 
got to keep up with the rest of them, and it just seemed like he was behind some of the time. Well, see, like, yeah, he's not the best skater, but he's smart with, like, his position. Yeah, that's the thing, is this plays more to his style, is what I'm saying, because Babcox was just end-to-end, chip the puck in, mm-hmm. go get it, and then if you don't get it, you're back on defense. It was very end-to-end. It wasn't frantic, but it wasn't what Keith is playing right now, which is more of a possession game, which Tavares is one of the best possession players in the world, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think so. And I think like him like Zach him having having Tavares, Hyman and Marner together I think has really stabilized things on that top uh, line. I think I'm an absolute sniper since he's come back. Short handed too. Oh. Um yeah, he's he's <laughs> what, was the, what, was 50 the, boys. what was the game? Was it Vancouver where he just scored a one timer that went straight in the middle of the net? I think that was uh St. Louis. <laughs> Doesn't pick corners at all. <laughs> I think it was St. Louis. He literally took a one timer. It went right in the middle of the net, and it somehow went in. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy sucks so yeah. much." Benning- just, Bennington just, just it. well, Bennington just was terrible in that game. Oh, he got shredded. His five hole was like, "Come on in, guys." A ten hole. Yeah, I think Matthews has scored five hole. Hyman scored five hole. Like, five hole. People always. Uh, talk about how five hole like it's got to be the hardest shot to stop if you properly like put it like two to three inches off the ice or just perfectly on the ice it's impossible to stop especially if you have a quick release but yeah i mean so many goalies (laughs) try and uh try and uh, overcompensate for it but yeah i don't know it happens even Gautier went top bunk against Edmonton the other night. Oh, that was great. That was probably the that was so funny. Game. Just pounding it dead center is hilarious. Be- because it was funny because I was watching it with my dad, and I'm like, "Why the hell is he on the damn ice?" Yeah. Then it's like, "Oh shit, he sniped it." Sounded like me out well, here. That was his yeah. first. That was his first game back, right after. Yeah, it was. Bridge. The Bozak principle strikes again, Jake. Oh yeah, that's perfect. You just the you're just the mushing, just the complete mush. Oh, absolutely. And you like, need something to happen, and the complete opposite happens. Yeah, yeah. What happened with the Nylander jersey situation? Yeah. <laughs> although lately, except I was happy about that one, so although, it doesn't really count. Although lately, I was happy about them regardless. Lately, he. I mean, I don't know. Um, a, you watch it. Let's be honest here, Austin has not. I mean, he's been moments, but it hasn't been entirely good. I mean, they've been. Yeah. Uh, Matthews and Nealon have been abs- getting absolutely shredded on overdrive. Jake, I know you're a big overdrive. As they have, I I've really hated their effort. It, yeah, because they're it. It's so annoying because they're so good, yet they just they're right. I thought I thought O Dog had it perfect. He goes. When they show up, they're dominant. When they don't, they look like they don't care. And I, I think it's easier for a guy like O-Dog to say that because guess what? He's played. It's easy. This is where ho- like when you're a hockey player, a former hockey player, and you're an analyst, you can call out that stuff because you know, and O-Dog probably knows, I've played like that before. Like he can- I, th- yeah, I, think that's, I think that's the thing for – I think that's the thing for him is – you can tell he's like super frustrated watching him because o- remember, O Dog's the guy that said, you know, when Matthews was on fire, 
uh, at the beginning of the last year, he's the one that made the comment saying, like, I love Connor McDavid, but I'd be pretty happy having Matthews instead of him. So he's kind of like put his neck out on the line yeah. for him. And I mean, he said he's got he has probably the best wrist shot in the entire league. So, I mean, even myself, who hasn't played at the NHL level, you just watch a guy who every single time he shoots, it can go in. And you're just like, man, if he just like, if he just played a little harder and, you know, had it going every single night or, you know, seven out of 10 nights instead of like five out of 10, he would, he would be a guy that could score 60 goals. Like there's no reason why he can't score 60. No, there shouldn't be any reason. Like, like he, he can score, he can score two. He could put up in, in 10 games, he could score 15 goals. Like if he scores a hat trick, we're we're not like oh my god like this is un- like we've never seen this before we like we yeah. know we come to expect it. We came in with heightened expectations because he only had four in his first game of his career. Exactly. And you look at how those goals were scored. He had to work for it. Part of it was a lot of it was skill too. I think maybe that's what it is too. Is like you know, sometimes skilled players they're just. They're set in their ways in that, okay, this doesn't work. I'm not really going to try anything. Like I'm not going to grind it out like a Hyman or like a, even like a Mikheyev, like those type of guys. It's just not the way. I also to... don't really want Matthews grinding it out with how he's been nicked up the last couple of seasons. But I want him to play with effort. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I mean, the thing, the thing is uh, they were bringing up the shift uh, in Calgary when – he was getting into like a little bit of a match with with uh, Hamannick, and he just completely just shoved him out of the way. And you just watch that, and you're just like, man, if he like a guy his size too, he's a big man. He was like, compared to Kopitar a, coming out of the draft, and he hadn't even who, put yeah, on. it would have been a perfect comp. I mean, you just see a guy that size. I don't know. It kind of annoys me. I whenever I watch big guys on the Leafs, like the Goat and stuff like that. It's like, why? I always see them going on the boards. It's like, why don't you just use the man to stop you instead of, and just run into the boards with them? Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not like it's something where you're going to injure yourself or something. Just let them know that you're around. And I, like, it, it would just create so much space for him as a player. I mean, I'm not going to compare him at all to Eric Lindros, but like, nobody fucking messed with that guy. Yeah, and, and nobody and it, messes it's, with Matthews, and it's is. because like it's because it's like he will run through you. He won't just like go around. He will go through you. But he doesn't really do that. But no, every, nobody mean, screws with Matthews because he doesn't bite on any of the BS that when guys try and get in his head, he's just business. I, I always say that Matthews doesn't need to sharpen his skates that much because I see him gliding a lot on the ice too. Because you see, like he's. He's kind of looking where the puck is. He's trying. He's trying to cheat at times too, right? That's what some goal scorers do. Is they try to cheat yeah. and get into the spots problem is, to the, score. The problem, obviously, is that he's playing the one position where you, other than defense, where you can't cheat. No, and look, his defensive effort. I've seen like he's made strides to, you know, go back and be an outlet and and stop, you know, pick guys from behind, um, but I think well, Brian Hayes mentioned this. He's like he feels like. Sometimes, like, Nylander Matthews kind of just had, like, this telekinetic, like, yeah, we're just not going to give it tonight. And, like, he's made the point, like, oh, do you break them up? 
And I mean, no. Because <laughs> those nights they like, do show up. But it's like, who else are you going to play all over with? the other team. Who are you going to play him with? Like, if you put him back with Janssen and Kapanen, you're wasting him. Yeah. I, I, know, I know, Jake, you you like Kapanen, but... Like Kapanen, not on that line. Not on that line. <laughs> That's the thing. Kapanen has to be a third I, I have no guy. idea how he's a righty who can't play left wing. I... I was a lefty who loved playing right wing. It makes no sense. And he is horrific on his off wing. It's not like he's like slightly bad. Like he is awful on his right wing. Yeah, I'm I'm not liking Kapanen's game with that line. Like even last year there was like that stretch where he he was benefiting with playing with Matthews and then it kind of died off. And like and even he, Hayes was just like, "Oh, it seems like Janssen is the workhorse of the line. He does everything. Well, why does that have to be like that? Like, you see Tavares is willing to push the play and, you know, try to get the puck off guys and show more of an effort. Uh, you should not be relying on Andreas Janssen to doing that because guess what? You don't have Andreas Janssen right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't like Captain on that line. I'm hoping that... I, I haven't even really liked uh, Janssen's game. I don't know. He's, I feel he's like, take a lot I feel of like he just penalties. takes a ton of stupid penalties. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Terrible. He does that. Like frustrating penalties too. Like you can see, he gets frustrated and he makes a dumb mistake because of it. Those are the worst penalties you can take out of frustration. And I'm wondering if a guy like maybe like when Trevor Moore comes back, you slide him in there, or he's just. Yeah, he's got to be a guy that they give a look to. Mikheyev, even, like, two points in the last game, I believe, if maybe more. Yeah. I didn't catch a lot of the Edmonton games. So. I, I like to keep Mikheyev with Kerfoot because they seem to match well as a matchup yeah. line, too. Because um, right now, okay, so you got Buffalo coming in. Uh, we're recording this Monday night, so Tuesday, you have Buffalo coming to town. Question is, and Austin and I are monitoring this, will Timmy make his debut? Is this Tim's debut? Oh, buddy, I am I am there. I already told you I'm there in person if they put him in the lineup. So, the, But this is my question, though, because Barry says he's playing. So, Fuck him. <laughs> well, I mean, if Tyson Barry... Put it in, Tim. If Tyson Barry wants to... Is gonna who, play. who plays... <clears throat> Who plays uh right right for them right now? It's it's Barry and um, Hole probably Hole, yeah. Barry Hole and who's the other CC. one? CC. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about, you forgot like, about him for I'm a like, second, who, didn't I'm you? like who's the last guy? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Martin Marinson? No. Well in the lead in Well he's back up. Let's... And Keith has been ex- the lead. Sure, Timmy. Marty's back up. Oh my God, Marty! Like Marty will be moving up. And Man, down. I mean, you don't want to see it, but like at this point, I would like to see maybe maybe them no. give CC like a week oh. off for a reset just to see how we would do. I mean, I I don't really watch enough of the Marlies to know how well Lilligren's been playing, but even some people who are kind of down on him after you know offensively wasn't doing well. Apparently, he's done great. Uh, recently, uh, let's see. I haven't been paying attention to the Marlies much either. He's been he's been overshadowed because of his sand in, but he's not playing badly. He doesn't play badly. He never has. 
Well, uh, he's kind of he's kind of become more all of a ra- all around player, hasn't he? Yeah, thirteen points, twenty four games. That's pretty good. Two I mean, for, he's not a, he's not a goal scorer, but he can set up plays. I mean, as, lo- as long as he can skate and isn't a complete disaster, which is literally the bar right now. <laughs> I mean, if they I think basically the if thing they can, with him in the NHL is he needed the, th- the thing I really want to see is I want to see um, Lilligren or I want to see Lilligren play a couple games because if they could get rid of CeCe, I mean, that's what four and at four point six million or something. Four and a half. Yeah, yeah. you could sign a backup. Yeah, you could sign a backup. You could get a. You could do a lot of things. You maybe you can even find money to re-sign Tyson Berry if the cap goes up a couple million. Well, mm. CC's just for this year, but I think if Timothy You say that now. If if Lilligren is if you give him a couple games and he looks half decent, then yeah, you are uh you're 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 telling CC he's taking a back seat. Like it doesn't like I honestly it wouldn't matter to me because uh, right now, we don't care about CeCe's contract. We want him gone. Um, it's weird because they brought up both of them on an emergency basis. So I guess they were wondering to see how Barry was going to practice. I guess maybe because he practiced that changes. But um, I, I don't know what their what their plan is. I, I don't know what... Um, like they they could have just brought up Marinson for the practice and that like if they felt like, um, what's his name? If uh, Barry wasn't healthy, like I don't, maybe they they're finally realizing okay he's he's shown uh, he's shown improvement, um, and we want to give him a shot, but I I just don't know how that would work. Hey guys, yeah, tell me if you've heard this sentence before. Okay. Uh, Thomas Wilson just launched himself elbow first into a guy's head. Oh, no. No, Tommy. What are you doing, buddy? Wasn't wasn't as egregious as some of his other hits. Let me calm it down a little. So but he, he, got, he went high on a uh, Blue Jackets player. Oh, what a dope. And then he fought uh, Savard afterwards. Oh, yeah, John Turrell's going to have something to say after the game. Oh, Columbus is uh, winning 3 nothing, and he throws that hit. Shocker. Who's going to say that? Uh, Tortorella. Torch will probably oh, say Torch. something. Tortorella. I was like, what? What did you just say? Torch will have a field day with that one. Torch is already rattled after Anthony DeClaire potted three on him after he said he couldn't play hockey. Yeah, that wasn't good. Not good, guy. It's like, you know that yeah. gif is not, not good? Pretty unsmart. I'm trying to like. I, I'm only seeing like fast things of the. I want like a slowed down version of it. It's I mean, a weird angle too. It's from the opposite corner. Let's see. But the guy stays down and he's holding his head. Uh, the guy. He, eh. I, yeah, I've. It's not. A, it's not the worst hit. Yeah, he's I've ever seen thrown, a lot. Which is a sad I, thing to say. I've seen a lot worse, and the guy is also small in comparison. Yeah. Davis of Vardal. He's gonna get. Too. He's gonna get something for that though. Um, potentially, depending on... Fine, probably. So, okay, this is my question. Um, if you're the Leafs, you bring up Lily Green, do you give him a game with the back? Yeah, yeah you have to. 
I mean, at this point, I give him at least a game. I, I mean, if this was Babcock, no fucking way he gets in the game. But <laughs> he sits I, in the press box for a week. Yeah, he'd sit in the off. press box for a week. Like it would be so stupid. Um, but I, th- I actually think there's a there's a chance he'll get some run. Um. Okay. Yeah, dude. Especially so, since Keith's coached the league and since he came to North America, he's not going to sit him. All right. Well, we'll be on the uh, the the Timmy watch. Oh, I will be on Timmy like tomorrow morning, Dave. At like ten thirty, if he's if he's practicing with the line rushes, or heading to Ticketmaster. I'm I'm. This is a thing because they could say he's uh, he might. It could be one of those where they might decide at like four o'clock because now Keith does those. Well, I mean, we were supposed to go to the Avalanche game, and then we didn't because Hutchinson was supposed to start, and then Freddie put himself in. <laughs> Freddie put himself in, and they got they still lost after it was too late. Yeah. Oh, that was that was Spets's fault, but he's played all right. <laughs> that was all Spets's fault, but yeah, he's all right. I mean, other than that one really dumb mistake, and somebody tried to blame it on Riley. I kind of did. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I'm like, just like, like, why are you expecting your own player to set a fucking yeah, pick on you in the offensive zone? I know. I was. It was in the moment. <laughs> wasn't smart. Okay. It's just anyhow. <laughs> so, two couple of things before we uh, before we shut her down for the podcast. Um, so they play the Sabers tomorrow, and they have a back to back against the Rangers and Red Wings. If they don't come up with at least two wins in those three games, something is very wrong. I'm going to that game against the Rangers. I'm excited for it. Man, where's my invite? It's, if you wanted to come, you could come. I have an extra ticket. I is, had to give it away to my friend Kevin, oh, you, who's oh. a Bruins fan. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, that should. I, I, I there. I love going to. Dave's on his way to New Jersey now. Isn't, isn't Chris coming? Uh, to New he New is. I was gonna invite Chris, but he fly, He gets in. Like at nine o'clock, at oh, seven o'clock. So there's no, no. way he could get there. Oh, in New York traffic, no, no way. <laughs> no, there's no chance. He might get well, he, the three stars. Maybe, yeah, maybe like the last one. But for Damn like 120 it. bucks a ticket, I'd prefer to take someone who actually can watch the whole game. Damn it, Chris! Take an earlier flight next time. That that <laughs> actually that is poor planning on Chris's part because a, if you you look at the 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 schedule where are the Leafs and if they're going to New York you're 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 planning around that stuff but yeah I I've always said it's it's like not even close it's the nicest it's the best place to play um hockey like night in night out like obviously you know special occasions playing in like Toronto or or uh Montreal or Vegas or something like that but New York it's whew, that building is unbelievable I I love it so much Nothing beats the Barclays Center. Uh, everything beats the Barclays Center. So says you. Rico beats the Barclays Center. Oh, got him. That's bad. Um, yeah, so they play the they play the Sabers and they have Rangers and the Red Wings on a back to back. Then an interesting Monday two p.m. start with their next gen game. I think that's what they're calling it. Awesome. <laughs> they're playing the hurricanes, right? <laughs> their annual the hurricanes. 2 PM game against this, the hurricanes. That was the one yeah. where they absolutely basically, them, like, basically how to burn a home date. One Oh one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, gonna, it's going to, I have... love the hurricanes just look at their schedule and they're just like, what the fuck? They're like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Dougie Hamilton, man, I don't have time for the museum today. 
this is I wanted to go to the ROM. This is bullshit. Well, actually, a good thing for him is he can go meet family after the game. Yes, yes, he can. Go for a nice dinner. Um, depending on if the Hurricanes have to fly out the next day, that would be shit. But okay, so they have they have a pretty easy like a, a, an easier stretch. They have the Sabers, the Rangers, the Red Wings, the Hurricanes. Then they have the Devils and the Rangers. Yeah. The if they don't beat the Devils, is it in New, in New Jersey? Yes, it is. Might have to go to that one. It'll probably be like forty bucks. Uh, that is on Friday, December twenty seventh, Jake. Oof! Yeah, might be able to do that again. God damn it. <laughs> Um, tickets are actually insanely cheap. Yes, that's why I like going there. Well, <laughs> good old Prudential. Well, yeah. Next time I'll. It's kind of it. a kind of disaster. The area around it. Nice building though. Yeah. So they, didn't they just renovate? No, it was built in like 2009 or something. Right, like it's that. new. Yeah. It's relatively, it's a relatively new rink. I remember that. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I've played there before. Ooh, fancy. Um. All right. So we think that this could be a, a decent stretch for the Leafs. Um, oh, they play on New Year's Eve. I didn't even realize that. Six o'clock. Yeah, do, don't they play some like really dumpy they, team? They play in Minnesota. Vegas again. No, no, no. They play uh, the Wild. Don't tell me. Oh, they play the Wild. That's right. Oh my god. They gotta get. Out, they gotta get out of there as soon as possible. New Year's Eve in scenic Minneapolis, Minnesota. Sorry, St. Paul or whatever the hell they play. They got to get out of there as soon as the game is done. Remember, I, I don't remember last year. I think they're like, we'll spend the night in Vegas or something like that. Yeah, they got to get oh, out. Oh, yeah, that was atrocious. Oh, and then they play the Jets. Ooh, that's a that's an interesting tough game. one. So, next one, Austin. Jake, <clears throat> it is what I like to call the most wonderful time of the year. It is World Juniors time. Ha, yes. Um... The last few years, I don't know. The tournament has not really brought. It's funny because last year it was in Vancouver, and two years ago Canada won. <laughs> but the tur- yeah, last year's tournament was kind of garbage because yeah. they were out so early. Yeah, they who lost. They, who night- did they lose to? They, they lost, lost to Finland. Finland, right? Yeah. How the hell did they play Finland? And it was like the quarters, right? They they were not very good. Like so, it was. I mean. I mean, they were done when they played that bum as the starting goalie over uh, Scott. What's his name? Ian Scott. Like <laughs> Michael T. Pietro. It made no sense. Like he was garbage the entire tournament. Well, yeah, it's Canada just puts like the most tenured goaltender in the net, and it's not. Yeah, it, it's so <laughs> dumb. Like I, I don't know why they like they. It almost cost them. I remember they did that in two thousand two. It almost cost them a gold medal when they just played Brodeur. He was hurt, or was it Broder? No, it was first. Uh, it was Cujo. Then they moved to Broder. Uh, well, yeah. ah, I don't think so. I think they benched. I think they was uh, it. I remember who, this. Where was they benched? Um, they benched uh, Broder in one of them. I think it was, it was 2010. In 2010. Yeah, for 2010. Longer. So it was 2010 when they benched him because yeah, Broder definitely he won one of them, but they benched him in 2010. Like. I don't know how you don't just run with a hot like the hot goalie, but uh, I don't know. It's stupid, especially c- considering they played like a fifteen nothing game. Yeah, they always have one of those games where they play like Latvia or Switzerland or no Switzerland's been pretty good recently, but Austria or one of those teams that they just run them over to start the tournament. 
Oh wow. DiPietro had a one, two, three, and a nine five two. Uh those were his stats at the World Juniors. Jesus Christ. I guess I'm being <laughs> I guess he just had two awful games or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think the 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 knockout rounds were not great for him, but he was okay in the in the round robin. He had to have played that seventeen nothing game. Who did they who did they beat seventeen nothing? It wasn't Switzerland, it, was it? It had to have been one of those no. They like back in the day when like Niederreiter was the only player on Switzerland, they beat them like fifteen nothing. Um maybe oh god, Belarus? Maybe? I'm, looking, I'm looking this up right now as you're talking, so um It's usually one of those teams that just got called up that Canada gets like in the first game. Let's see. That was Kazakhstan, so I don't think they played Kazakhstan. I thought it was Switzerland, to be honest. Or Denmark. It was Denmark. (laughs) Denmark. It was Denmark. Yeah, Yeah, they shit-kicked them. Yeah, 14-0 against Denmark. Then they beat Switzerland 3-2. Poor Freddie. Freddie was in shambles watching that one. Then they beat beat the Czech 5-1. They lost to Russia in uh, in the final preliminary game. Right. Then they lost. Where, U.S. wasn't in our thing. Oh right. right, right. No, they're in our bracket this year. That's who they opened the tournament against. Who's in? The, isn't their bracket ridiculous? Isn't it like Russia, USA, and like Switzerland? It goes or by. It goes by standing in the last tournament. Yeah. Why well, the U.S. Uh, um, it was fin- Finland and Russia last year, right? It's usually the U.S. and Russia that end up. Uh, no, Finland US was the final last year. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Was yeah, because Kako scored the OT winner. Uh, and then it was it was Sweden or oh wow, it was Switzerland versus uh, Russia in the final in the goal That's final, right. In the bronze. That's right. I remember when people were cheering for Switzerland. Jesus Christ! Denmark had zero goals in twenty six goals allowed. Are they not even in the tournament? Uh, no. Because Kazakhstan's in the tournament. Yeah, I know. Team that moved up. Kazakhstan's in there. Slovakia's in there. Um, Yeah, but one team moved up, like a Latvia or something from D one double A. Well, it had to be Kazakhstan. No, they they were in it last year. Were they? Uh, Wasn't it? Then it was probably. uh, Was it Germany? It was probably. mm, No, I think it was Slovakia. I think. I think it. It might have been Germany. Hmm. Is Germany in the tournament? Yeah, they Germany's are. in the tournament. Yeah, yeah they weren't there last. Oh yeah, it was them because it's uh, Germany. They're yeah, in it's Canada's Germany. bracket. Yes. Moritz Sider was on their team when they won. They won the qualification tournament. So we should be seeing him at the tournament this year. Yeah, yeah. Germany's always always has like one really good player. I that's a country I would love to see get like start getting really good at the sport because they could yeah. get really good. That's at the sport a too. that's a that's just a country filled with like massive athletic people. Yeah. Yes. So Canada's group is the Czech Republic, Canada, Russia, Germany, the U.S. Pretty easy group. Like only Russia and the states would really give you a problem when you're. I mean, actually, I think the other group is easier because you have Finland, Sweden, and like Switzerland, Slovakia, and Kazakhstan. But, um, all right. So first and foremost, Canada. Austin, who are we looking forward to seeing? Canada. Well, I mean, the obvious ones are Lafreniere and Byfield. Uh, Byfield, excuse me. The top. Well, they're supposed to be the top two picks in this draft. 
Uh, Jamie Drysdale is another one that's supposed to be like definitely a lottery pick, but might fall outside the top ten. He's their seventh D-man right now. Uh, the goaltending's a little leaves to be much to be desired. Not much, but a, a little bit. Well, it's not Canada as and shaky goaltending. Shocker. Uh, Olivier Rodrigue is supposed to be the starter, but Nico Dawes is. Uh, I believe he's on Peterborough. I've never even heard of these guys. This might be the first year I've never heard of the goalie for Canada. Olivier Rodrigue's a QMJHL goalie, and he played in the Holinka this past year. Eleven. What did you say his name is? Olivier oh. Rodriguez. Rodrigue. Uh, oh, G. Like, he's a. Uh, I, like, I don't know he, what team he plays. Is he for like from Mexico or something? No, he's from No, he's French. Um, he's, I don't know what he might play for Drummondville in the queue. Mm-hmm. That sounds possibly right. Well, he, uh, he was drafted Joe by. He was drafted by Edmonton. Yeah, they have a couple of good goalies, Edmonton, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Dawson Mercer is supposed to be a really good player. He's like one of those guys that Canada invites, um, sort of like Brett Leeson last year, where he's just put up a ton of points and he wasn't on the radar to start the year. Or uh, Drake Batherson from a couple of years ago, like one of those guys that you don't know their name and then they make an impact on the team. So just so to, he's, to fill you in, Olivier Rodrigue, he plays yes. for the Moncton Wildcats. There we are. He has a .907 save percentage and a 2.79 goals against. So check on check on Nico Dawes because he was the one that Mark Masters listed as the starter in their last practice. All right, Monsieur. I think it's D A W S. Yeah, not like the usual Dawes. Not Nigel Dawes. Nope. K H L legend. Plays for the Guelph Storm in the O H L. He is eligible for this draft. He has a .939 save percentage and 2.06 goals against. Okay, Why are so we yeah. having this conversation? We know we're going to be. Well, that shows you how much I've been paying attention to the coverage so far. I saw the roster announcement, and everyone went, Rodrigue is the most experienced, and Canada loves him, so he'll get the start. But yeah, you're going to ride the hot hand, and Nico Dawes will probably well, be the they're starter. All the, they're all the same birth year, too. It's just that Nico. Yeah. Dawes has the later, like he's the December, uh, so that's why. Um, what else to look forward to? Joe Valeno is supposed to get loaned by Detroit. Did Um, Byfield make the team? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. He's right here. He and Lafreniere are both playing wing. That's why it's throwing everyone off. 6'4", 215. I think one of them's playing wing while Barrett Hayden plays center, and that's going to be a disgusting duo. Uh, They got some pretty big kids on this team. Yeah, like Dylan, yeah. Dylan Cousins is gonna is gonna be good. <laughs> Dylan Cousins is six four and he's probably the fastest skater on the team next to Byfield. That's the Buffalo pick, right? Yeah, yeah. He flies. <laughs> um, there's a Raphael Lavoie. He ha- he's six yep. four. Oilers second rounder. He's good. Uh, a lot of the people said last year when he was being drafted that he fell so much because he was a little. Nolan. Lackadaisical when he played oh. during the season, but he picked that up. Nolan he was, Foot he, is going to be Nolan nice. Foot. I have no idea. He hey, he's a Tampa he's, pick. We already know he's going to be a stud. Yeah, but, he's Adam Foot's other son. He's Cal's brother, so he's a good player. I just have never seen him play. Yeah, like it, well, I mean, because they play all the way out west. Kelowna, though, he plays always... for Kelowna, I believe, still, yeah. unless he got traded. They all play for uh, Kelowna. The Foots? Yeah, Thirty-three Calvary. points in twenty-five games. So okay, so check check Dawson Mercer because I've heard a lot about him. 
Dodgers. I don't remember what team he plays for. He's in the queue, I believe. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh... He plays for Drummondville. There you go. So he plays for Drummondville, and I guess he would have been a teammate of Valeno's then. Uh, defense is a lot of returning guys. It's Jared McIsaac. It's Ty Smith, who's Devils' eleventh uh, or twelfth. No, first round pick. I'm just gonna. I'm not Ty gonna... Smith. Ty yeah. Smith. Yeah, it, it was, was fifteen. Hey, that um. That, That's right. He slipped. That draft. No, that, that that was the year that the Hall won the MVP, and they finished like barely out of the lottery. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, Kevin Ball, the guy who was just traded for tra- uh, Taylor Hall, is on the team. Uh, God, six seven two forty. That guy's a beast. Just a moose. Uh, I guess their best defender has to be Bull and Byram, or one. Yeah, talent wise, easily. Yeah, Drysdale's up there, um, but he's he's an underager still. Not an underager, but he's a draftier guy, so he hasn't quite filled out yet. Let's also, but apparently he's supposed to be like one of the smoothest skaters like well, anyone's ever seen. <laughs> let's also talk about the most important, like the bigger name of the whole tournament. Dale Hunter's coaching this year, guys. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I just can't believe they got him. Yeah, really. I think mean, who was it? It was Howard Chuck last year, right? Uh, who good? Uh, might have been actually. What is it? Canada. And Mark Hunter's the GM. So, if Canada wins a gold medal, you'll be sure to hear from a lot of fans of a certain fan base about keeping a person with spectacles over him. Let's see. That's all I have to say about that. Wow, how come I... This is getting way too hard to look up information for this tournament. Yeah, the the junior tournaments, the one pet peeve I have with them is that, like, you try it for the Holinka or the Junior A Challenge, it's ridiculous trying to find stats or information on the prospects. Because they don't make new sites every year. They just wipe the site and all the stats and stuff. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it's like I want to find out who the Team Canada coach was last year. Yeah, they wipe the rosters. They do. It's terrible. Not only that, they wipe out anything. Like they're playing. Oh, Dale Hunter, coach. I'm like, I don't need to know this year. I need. To um, know. I think it was Dale Howardchuk, but it doesn't really matter. He's not the coach this year, so whatever. Oh, you know, he what? didn't it win. Might have and... been the goalie from the. It might have been the coach from the 67s. Oh yeah. Oh, Tim Hunter. What? I remember that now. Why didn't I think of that? Tim Hunter. He's the. Uh, Coach out in the WHL with uh, what's uh, Moose Jaw, or he was Moose Jaw, I think. Oh, he still is the head coach of Moose Jaw. That's right. Bring Stan Butler in, you'll be fine. Um, yeah. So I, I this, I, I like the kids. I've been a big Lafreniere like follower for, you know, the last couple years when they were starting to talk about him as the next like, not Crosby, but like the next best like. Uh, guy to come out of that area. Okay. Well, I mean, next they call him next Crosby because I mean he plays for Ramoski and he also I think he was the first 16 year old to score. It was either 30 or 40 since Crosby did it. Jesus. So the Crosby hype has more to do with his playing for the exact same junior team, but he's very good. <laughs> They've been holding him out though. Uh, uh, camp when they first opened yeah i think he played he played a th- uh three and three or a four and four or some crazy shit he played all three for ramuski so like right before he flew out and then he took a red eye into wherever the hell they started camp i think guelph or wherever it was mm-hmm. so yeah he was burnt out to start camp but i think he's good now 
So my question, the last part of this before we go, yeah. Leafs fans, what can they look forward to? We already uh, we'll, we'll start the obvious on that. Rasmus Sandin has been loaned to Sweden. Were you guys surprised to hear that? Mm, I like it. I kind of was. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. It seems like he's kind of above that level. I but... mean, the, the Leafs have enough, or the Marlies have enough bodies to make do without him for two weeks. So I guess it's a nice little thing for him, as long as he doesn't get hurt, uh, injured. Yeah, <laughs> like Nylander a couple of years ago when he got concussed. My my issue is as Jake is kind of like, it, he. I, I felt like it, this would be like the whole reason when they sent him back to the Marlies was to prioritize his development. So I don't yeah. know if maybe this is just something to, because he he missed out last year. Oh no, he played last year. It was Lily Green. Uh, uh, yes. Lily Green was injured. He had a high ankle sprain or something. Sandine did play last year. Yeah. I, I, I guess maybe they just wanted to give him that opportunity. Um, yeah, you just hope he doesn't get hurt. That's the important part. Uh, another least prospect that is playing is Nick Robertson. He is a forward, not a defenseman. Um, <laughs> Thanks, David. <laughs> hey, some people don't know that. Didn't even catch that. <laughs> I guess that's the first thing I heard. Um, oh, fuck. All right. But I'm I. He's a guy that's when you're looking at guy like you know Jake. We always talk, and you always talk about like getting guys outside of the first round that can be impactful players. This might just be the guy that the Leafs have been trying to get. And land. They've been clamoring for getting one of those guys. It's been a long time. So he has like this year, he has 23 goals and 22 games in the OHL um, with the Peterborough pre to no offense are not exactly a juggernaut team in the O. I think Austin, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be going too far fetched with that assessment of the Peterborough Peets. Peterborough Peets are very good, and they have two Leaf prospects playing on their top line, and they have Liam Kirk, who is uh, British. If you've never heard of Liam Kirk, so they're a fun little team to watch. Um, Now we've been trying. The the one thing we were trying to do before we came on was trying to figure out if there were any other prospects (laughs) that were going to go. Um, who were the one? Who was the one that we were looking for? Uh, Miko Kokonen is the one that I believe I couldn't find a for sure thing saying that they had cut down their roster and he was or wasn't on it. But the last thing I read is four days ago he made it through the first round of cuts for Finland, and I'm assuming they're going to cut it pretty close because they have a couple of injuries. Uh, Anton Lundell being the big one, who's like he's their top ten prospect this year, so I think they're going to wait until like. Christmas Day, I think you have to submit your final roster the day before Boxing Day. Um, so I think they'll wait out and make final cuts then, so we might not hear until right before the tournament starts, but he made it through. Uh, third rounder from this past draft, and small guy, offensive defenseman. I don't know a ton about him, but the Leafs did right by him and stuck him back in uh, Liga. He's playing for Eucharist right now. hope that's how you pronounce it. And Sounds he's lovely. doing pretty well. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's about that's about all I could find. I'm I'm assuming Philip Kroll is the Czechs are in this tournament, I guess, because they're hosting. Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're in the tournament. Yeah, I would think so. I didn't know if it was like is the an game, automatic. Is game. it are the games being played in Prague or? 
Um, that would be unreal. That is a very, very good question, Jake. Um, let's see. Because <laughs> like that would be that'd be fun as shit. Yeah, Prague's a time. <laughs> they are. Uh, I got the arenas here, so we will. There's two arenas. Two I'm assuming one of them has to be the KHL team's arena. Two. One is in Trineck, and the other one is in Ruska. This is a pretty nice arena, though. Yeah. The, all the European arenas are nice, generally. Yeah. They're all really nice. They're good atmosphere. Really. They're, they're, they're all... smaller, but they're, yeah. Um, but, I mean, the the main one, Ostrava, holds 10,000 people. The other one, Worsk, or Work, is 5,500, which is, I mean, that's pretty, pretty, it's a pretty, uh, pretty good-sized barn. I mean, like when, when Canada right, had it, teams. Canada had it at you know in Vancouver, and they had it in Victoria. So, um, and they've yeah. had it, they've had it in junior arenas before when they've gone to like the East Coast and when they've gone to like Saskatchewan and and stuff like yeah. that. So they play in junior barns, so it's nothing new for them. I think one year didn't um, I was listening to Spit and Chicklets and didn't um, uh, what's his who was uh, who was on. Uh, oh, wasn't it Berard, Brian Berard, that said, like, he wanted to play in the World Juniors and ended up being in Buffalo, and it was in, like, this, like, mini, like amateur rank, and he couldn't believe it? Oh, no, it was Boston. Was it Honestly, Boston? Buffalo maybe wouldn't be the worst way, place to play. Maybe it was and they... mentioned it, maybe. Maybe it was. No, wait, no, never mind. Wit would have been in when the tournament was actually... More prominent. No, it was it was Boston because I played in the rink where they played it. It was yeah. at uh, it was out in uh, fuck, what's it called? Um, it's, it's like a university? suburb. It's like a suburb of no. It's like it's a, it's like <laughs> where they play like kids tournaments. Oh, it's like like Canlan. Oh man, what's it called? That's gonna annoy me so much. Buffalo wouldn't be a bad spot. Like they've played it there recently, and they have. The cool thing about there is that they have the the smaller arena that the um, the Buttes play at. That's attached to the Key Bank Center. What year? So the entire tournament's been, in the same area. It would have been early. It would have been like early years, right? Yeah. It, well, when did Berard play? That would have been like the eighties. Ninety-five. Yeah. Eighties, man. He's like he's like forty-six. Well, I don't know. He's like forty, mid forties. Let's see, nineteen ninety-six. Looks like it could be the year. Uh, yep, hosted in Mass. Uh, where the hell is the arena, though? Wow. <laughs> I tell you, so freaking hard to find uh, anything on. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was in Worcester. That was it. Oh, yeah. Worcester, let's go. Oh, my God, man. Holy crap. Those ranks were so small. Yeah, they're like they're like like what we have here in, yeah, in Amherst and Marlboro. Yeah, man, like in Worcester too. They have these rinks where basically, um, basically they they were saying you put they put used to put a uh, like paper like um, like brown over paper windows. over windows so people yeah. could pay to go in and watch the games. That's right. That's what they mentioned on the on the podcast. That's right. Yeah. No, that was that's hilarious. Well, glad we were able to get that out. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, this this tournament usually usually I, I mean the last few years I've been working, so it's 
it's tough for actually no wait yeah the sometimes I go away and I don't watch the tournament when I'm away but uh the it's easier to watch when it's in Canada because of the time change next year it's in Edmonton and Red Deer so yeah that was a good turn they did the Holinka with that those two venues but it was uh do you remember when do you remember that Holinka it was Kirby Doc and the the squad that's playing now it was their Holinka year. And they won, they tied the game in the U.S. with no time left, but because Red Deer was a junior barn and they didn't have cameras, they didn't let them review on any stadium during the tournament. I think so, yeah. So I think that's the same deal this time unless Red Deer's added uh, cameras so they can review stuff. Well, we'll find that out. But uh... Nick Robertson was on the U.S. team that year as well. He scored two goals in that game. That that's something to look forward to. If you're if you're a Leafs fan, you at least have yeah, watched the U.S. Nick Robertson's gonna have a tournament, <laughs> and we shall see with uh, with Tim. And then uh, hopefully the Leafs uh, during that time will still. I mean, I, that's that's the thing too is like the Leafs will they'll still be playing, but people should be keeping their eye on this tournament uh, for sure even though they don't have a first round. This is the part that always gets me, is that the, the tournament at times used to be a great way to showcase the upcoming draft guys, and then we, we and then now it kind of feels like, oh, you're a draft prospect? I don't know if we want to give you that. Get, go with the guys who have been drafted or have a little more experience. I feel like Canada, Canada I, I actually, really doesn't like that. I actually think it's kind of gone the other way. I mean, the, yeah. it used to be a 19-year-old tournament. Now it's kind of like an 18-year-old tournament. Um, cause I, I remember like even for Canada, their best players have not been guys who were drafted two years ago. It's usually guys who are either draft eligible or one year removed from their draft. Like even looking yeah, back Canada never years. Did. Yeah. Like them taking Lafreniere last year, no matter how good he was, was kind of surprising still. Cause the he wasn't McDavid. The only team that still does that is pretty much Russia. Russia, like Russia last always year, has even... a veteran team. They took Pud Colson last year, and that was ridiculous. Like, everyone had no idea what Brogan was doing because he doesn't take underagers or draft prospects. Yeah, they usually almost never take. Um, they under- take a full limit team at 19. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's worked. They've had yeah. great success, so. It's fine, but, like, yeah. The only time he's taken overage guys has been, like, Ovechkin, Malkin, and then. Uh, I don't know if Kuznetsov had already been drafted, but the one year he and uh, Yakupov were together. Yep, Kuznetsov had it too. He was unbelievable. Yeah, that year was ridiculous. I think he, I'm pretty sure they both wore black skate holders as well during that tournament. Yeah, I think uh, he might have like the record for most points. He had like, he had to have had like 20 points or something like that. I remember Yakupov when he was draft eligible, he had, um, he had like 15 assists or something. Yeah, he was ridiculous. I just remember one of my favorite years of watching the World Juniors was 2009. Yep. And the funny part is when I look back at the roster, only two guys were draft eligible on that team, and that was uh, Tavares and uh, and Ryan Ellis. But that team, like I look at this blue line. Okay, Keith Ollie, he was a decent junior player at the time. <laughs> was it off with Keith Ollie? Bogosian on it? Uh, no, so it was Ryan Ellis. Subban was on it. Yeah, Subban, Thomas Hickey, Cody <laughs> uh, Gulabeff. I don't know who that is. 
There's always all those old Canada rosters are always some studs, and then a couple of guys that are like, really? Tyler Myers, but was they all, were good in junior. Tyler Myers was there. Alex Petrangelo or Petrangelo, however you want to say it. PK, um, the Fords though. I didn't realize Jamie Ben was on that team. Yeah, Jamie Ben. You Zach, look back on those teams, you're like, oh my god, Zach, him? Like Zach Boychuk, Patrice Cormier. Remember Patrice Cormier? Um, you remember Jacob Della Rivera was a top line forward for Canada no, for like Stephen three years. Della Rivera. Sorry, not Jacob. I'm an idiot. Uh, Chris Di Domenico. That's Chris exactly. Di Domenico. I remember him. He got uh, slashed in the face celebrating a goal. Yep. He was a least prospect at that time too. Uh, JVR was in that game for the U.S. Yeah, Jordan Everly was there. Tyler Ennis, Tavares, Angelo was Esposito, Cody Hodgson. Uh, like that was that was a fun turn. I remember that was that was the year that really got me like full throttle into the turn, like into that that time of the year. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. So that the the record, also... the Canadian record for most points at a tournament uh, at the World Juniors. Guess I'll be impressed if you, you get it. Most points at a World Juniors. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, I'm gonna JT go. Was up there. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go twenty two. And that's ridiculously high. I think it was. Oh was no! I'm saying. Who, I'm saying. Who was it? Oh, was it? Oh. Was it? It was 2016. No, it was. was it, it was this decade. Well, I'm saying for a Canadian player. Oh, Canadian. I'm sorry. Um. Oh, Jesus. Uh. <sighs> um, hold on. Oh, I'm trying, God. This would have um, been re- like it, within like that time frame. <laughs> was it like Brandon? It was in two, or something stupid. It was in. What'd you say? Is it Brandon Cozen or something dumb? No, it was in 2011. Oh, oh, um, oh, 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 oh. was it? Um, was it Brady Shen? Yeah, That's, 18 yeah. points. Wow, 18. Okay, I wasn't that far off. I Him and Dale crazy. McCourt share it, and he finished with one more point than. <laughs> I thought two... you meant Dale McCourt was on that team. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, Dale McCourt, 1977. So, Braden well, Shen Dylan, and Dale McCord share the record. They have one more than two scrubs, Wayne Gretzky and Eric Lindros. I thought Lindros had had the record for most. Or was that he maybe? did, and then he got broken. He had 17 points. Him and Gretzky had 17 points. The record is, like, it's not even going to be fucking touched. Guess what the record is. It's unbelievable. Well, Line A was up there the one year, but that's definitely not it. Wasn't it Ovechkin or Malkin? No, no. It's a... Uh, it's two Hall of Famers who uh, are up there. One, oh, two. Oh, it's Lemieux. No, they're Swedish. Oh, uh, Forsberg. Yeah. Oh. 31 points. Did he literally play against, like, a kid's team? Wow. 31 points in seven games. That's four and a half points a game. Like, especially, <laughs> well, I mean, that time, that was, what, the yeah. 90s? How's that even possible? Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I remember like was Robert... Sunday, the other one. No, it was uh, Marcus Marcus Naslin. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Didn't, yeah, he had like what twenty four points in the tournament or something like that. Twenty four <laughs> points. I keep bringing up Ovechkin because twenty four I... assists, so he had three and a half assists a game. God damn. The what Russian you... record is Alexander McGillney. The <laughs> Finnish record is Essa Tikkanen and Jesse Pugliarvi. Yep. Yeah, because Puliyarvi set up line A on like every goal. Man, we did. Like, we 16 did. Sixteen tournament. Man, that's a the World Juniors. Just some guys really just 
dominated. Absolutely crushed it. Yeah. And then they went on to play Fortnite and never score 40 again. No. Exactly. Yeah. Not Robert Reichel was a good player at that, at that time, too. Line A was a monster in that tournament. Yeah. Well, oh, it, it was him, Pugliardi. Shout out to Jake Burton and throwing a guy from behind into the boards to give us power, them a power play to win the game as well. Oh, yeah. I remember that. World Junior Hero. Always the Jakes, huh? Always the Jakes. The worst. Yep. Well, gentlemen, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I always forget how much fun the World Juniors are. Uh, hopefully, now I don't think we're going to be recording it until after Christmas time. Because we all got families and stuff. And I'm sure you do too. We will, maybe maybe we'll save our first podcast after the first opening game of the World Juniors. Boxing Day. Yeah, that could work. That would be fun. So we will uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I think Canada plays at one o'clock. Uh, so if you're looking uh, for something to do on Box Day after you have done your shopping or you're trying to get over your hangover from Christmas, it's pop open the World Juniors. It's probably one of the better tournaments to watch uh, during the time. Probably the best hockey to watch during that time, honestly. I I actually have kind of liked it over the Olympics at some at, in some years. I just, yeah. I just feel like uh, these these young guys really. That's why I always thought oh, that would have been a good alternative to the Olympics was just to have the World Juniors be the Olympics. But. Uh, mm, yeah, no, it would be interesting fun. for sure. But um, with that being said, you guys can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere where you get your podcast. Follow all of our stuff on tipofthetower.com. From uh, here in Toronto, David. Austin out in uh, Pickering and Jake down in Jersey. Thank you guys for listening, and we will uh, catch you all next time.